What's a what's a going on? We're talking rock and love. Listen up, everybody. We're talking rock and love. Ooh, yeah. We're talking rock and love. What's a what's a going on, everybody? This is Shade Palace. I'm Zach. I'm Sydney, and we are going to be recapping reality shows, and we're starting out with a banger. Yes, one of the best reality shows I've ever seen, and all of the five reality shows that I've ever watched. I mean, you've seen more, but definitely, I I was a huge fan of Rock of Love when it originally aired. I would have viewing parties where people were encouraged to dress up in theme with it, And then we revisited it 12 years later. And I honestly, I can't believe I went 12 years without rewatching this thing. It's so fucking good. Yeah. So we watched this. It was my first time watching it uh, just a couple months ago. And then we're like halfway through the second or third season. And Sydney's like, we should, or maybe I was brought it up. I was like, we should podcast about this. But it was like, as we're finishing up the whole series. Well, you know what? We are big fans of reality TV show podcasts. Dare I say bigger fans of the podcast than yes. the shows themselves. So we can shout out our favorites, Reality Cray Cray. And Sissy Squad. 90 Days Gays. 90 Day Gays. Um, and, uh, yeah, sorry. Sissy Squad is the um, Facebook group that I'm in. Um, but yeah, so those are those are a lot of fun. And honestly, half the time we're watching the shows just to listen to the podcast. Because we hate the shows pretty much at this point. But uh, we, we love the podcasters. We love the podcasters. Uh, it's a fun uh, community online too. But um, I think, you know, if there weren't already so many other 90-day podcasts and love after lockup if i didn't feel those were already covered yeah like they've got it handled yeah Yeah. we we would maybe dive into that but we like to stay current you know (laughs) (laughs) rock of love and so you found there was like one other rock of love podcast right well there is and it just started three weeks ago and it's hosted by two of the contestants from season one who we're going to talk about they're doing it a little bit different. It's Heather and Lacey, and um, they have a show called Talk of Love, and it's different. They're not doing an episode-by-episode episode recap. I almost wish they would, but listen, that's our bag. Yeah. They are rehashing their experience on that show and then the later spinoff shows that they were on, and it's and they get their personal behind-the-scenes insight. So everyone check out Talk of Love. Apparently, it's up on YouTube, too. I've been listening on iTunes, but it's on YouTube, so you can watch them record it. Oh, okay. Episode 1, sound Sound quality not that great have no fear episode two they it's wonderful so um shout out to them as well um we're probably going to talk a lot of shit about them on this podcast but sure. only talking shit about them 12 years ago during a one month period of time when they were trapped in a house with no tvs and no cell phones and just nothing but booze i at this point i just don't even feel like um people on reality shows like that is even indicative of who they are it's like because it's so fake and stuff yeah well and so at this era of reality television the way these shows were made the real world early Jersey Shore, all the Flavor of Love, Rock of Love shows, what they would do is they would shoot the entire thing in a month and they would 
take away people's cell phones. They didn't have TVs. They weren't allowed to have books or magazines. And so they would be in a house all day with nothing but each other and lots and lots of alcohol. So that's not really a representation of who somebody is. I mean, if I had nothing to do but drink for a month, I would do some really heinous things i'm sure so yeah (laughs) you can't really oh me in my 20s yeah but see the thing is though i would never i would never be in that situation i guess i would not i don't have the thirst for like stardom in that way i almost i'm kind of jealous because i mean these ladies they're reality stars and they did one episode of their podcast episode one bad sound quality but they got a vice write-up like they've gotten a really a lot of press and it's really promoted their product and i'm like man why didn't i embarrass myself on national television <laughs> because i've been grinding away on my main podcast for years now and yeah. I, it's it's meager so i i did apply to be on the bad girls club i was not selected did you really mm-hmm. i did not know that oh my god i put a bunch of pictures like with my application of me wearing a bikini playing a guitar with my punk band wait, wait what's the bad girl club Bad Girls Club was a series on one of those lady networks where it was a bunch of girls who were bad girls, you know, who were put in a house together and they would act up and fight. Baby. I I tried. (laughs) They didn't. I think I was too maybe punk rock or a little bit off center. Like I would have been a good rock of love girl, but the Bad Girls Club, they were a little more normal looking girls that just you know did porn or <laughs> <laughs> right 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 cherry picked from yeah. The, yeah yeah i was too weird with my bikini and guitar playing um that's funny um yeah i learn new things about you every day so uh yeah we are a couple um there's that couple of cool guys couple of cool guys yeah so um, no, yeah, I like to embarrass myself on a much smaller scale. Than- yeah, you're a more private person. I, I feel like professionally, like I I am intrinsically a private person, but then I'm like, man, I wish I had a little more publicity um, so I could spin a career out of it, which is why people go on reality shows, right? Is they're yeah. trying to spin a career out of it to get a social media yeah. following or to get more acting gigs. It seems like what normally happens is that they'll be famous and then hated and then don't have any money as a result. Yeah, that does happen. And so what what's the good point? Man, could you that sounds like the worst fucking thing ever for people are also hating you for potentially a person that you're not actual that's not actually you. Yeah, but if you if it if it rolls into 50,000 Instagram followers <laughs> and you're getting paid to promote shit yourself s- tea. Selling cameos and your dirty socks yeah sign me up i'm a bartender i would much rather do some bullshit hollywood something well uh let's let's get get into into the the episode (laughs) i guess so um okay so this show came out after flavor of love and i remember reading shortly after it came out that it was advertised like girls do you want to date your favorite 90s rocker and so a lot of the girls were expecting it to be tommy lee or someone not current Eddie Vedder. yeah because i think it was when was it 2007 this show came out yeah and so they were expecting it to be someone a little more current um and they were shocked to see Brett Michaels from Poison because that's an 80s band. Yeah, and some of these girls are really young and they're like, yeah, Brett, Brent Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> like, and Raven uh, says, 
It's a very poignant song. Every thorn has its rose. <laughs> it's very poignant. Yeah, every thorn has its rose. So the setup is Brett has it all. He has, what does he say? A house with a pool so big he can kayak in it. A motocross uh, track and a, a, a personal Recording, so recording studio. studio. Hey, baby, we're in our personal recording studio. We sure are. We've got it all. Yeah. Except for a housekeeper is what you can tell by looking around. Um, for sure. But uh, so it's it. Brett has it all. Uh, but the one thing he doesn't have is love. And so he's decided all on his own to rent a house in the Hollywood Hills and have 25 beautiful women move in that is, you know, is shot to find true love. And so it starts with him. Does he, he like pulls up on his motorcycle and there's girls standing on risers. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go inside, get comfortable, uh, stay out here. Big John's going to tell you the rules. And one of the girls goes, Oh, big John's his bodyguard and best friend. Yeah. Um, yeah, and when he put, he puts his his hands out like a peace sign or something, and you can see that he has shaved armpits. So like, if that's the first thing <laughs> that you notice as a girl, right? He no, I didn't notice that he had. Yeah, shaved he's like, armpits. what's up, everybody? Puts his arms out, and uh, yeah, I'm just like, okay, he shaves his armpits. I mean, that makes sense if you are um, bodybuilder, a, a fighter, yeah, or something like that. Um, but I don't think he's in that line like it's funny whenever they show him working out he's lifting like five pounds and he's just like ah hey girl what's on your mind <laughs> like um but uh, i mean he appears to be in shape i'm not he's making very a, well preserved yeah, yeah uh, he he's kind of the perfect guy to handle this too because i think any most guys would lo- would not even know how to handle this how to handle all these girls and while not every girl on the show is my particular cup of tea mm. it's there's enough of them that it would it, it would drive you insane like yeah and i would say so i would assume a lot of other rocker men are not as kind to women as he is yes. i'm not saying that like moving a bunch of women into a house and fucking them all to decide which one you want to be with is like the kindest thing you can do for women but he's very sweet and personable and he listens to them he's never rude or aggressive he, he's you can tell his mom raised him right he's got some manners yeah, on deck yeah yeah like because there's a, a few points during this episode just right off the bat because all the girls are being super aggressive because they think that they have x amount of time to make an impression so they're pulling him as it to quote him he's they're yanking me around like a football and yeah and they are and instead of being like i'm watching this going like no i'd be more abrupt and be like hey listen go hang out do anything else for five fucking minutes and i'll see <laughs> like yeah. but he's just like all right at one point he literally has five girls like laying all over him and he's trying to carry on a conversation with them all one at a time i'm just like that's one way to do things but it seemed to work all right for him so okay so let's warm up to how they go in the house so they're on the risers brett goes in the house big john is looking at these women and he names five of them and tells them to hang back in fact the first one he's like hey maria i don't remember her name yeah yeah hang back we're gonna have some fun yeah and i was like what is big john saying hang back because i'm gonna fuck you like he said it in a very sexy he way he really did hey you hang back you're gonna suck my dick <laughs> yeah, you're gonna suck my 
big big john's big hog yeah there you go um and so and and intercutting sort of this footage is the women saying why they like brett why they want to be with brett raven saying she loves every thorn has its rose (laughs) and one of the girls who stands out right away it cuts to her her name's brandy m and she's like hell yeah i want to fuck brett michaels i'm gonna get some rocker ass Hopefully I can make him my bitch. And I'm like, this girl wants to peg Brett Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> and she's got a personality and she knows how to roll with it. So I, I liked her right off the bat. Right away. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, so the girls, the five girls hang back and 20 girls are told to go into the house. And it shows them they're just exploring this beautiful house. They're you know, they're breaking into the booze. Um, there's this redheaded girl named Lacey who will become infamous. And she there's like a, a little stage set up with instruments and she goes and starts drumming. And I say, if you're going to watch this show or rewatch this show and you drink, um, take a shot every time Lacey mentions being a musician. Yeah. She's like, I think Brett and I are going to like have a connection right away because I'm a musician. He's a musician. And then it cuts to her drum. And she's not a good drummer. It's the most I. It's the first thing that you play if you're if if you know anything about drums. It's just the easiest thing. And then she does this like half-ass fill at the end, and people are like politely clapping. But then when it cuts to the interviews, they're like, I think it was Brandy M or maybe even Tamra. Who's like, yeah, she was trying way too fucking hard. Yeah, she's a try hard. And in later interviews and stuff after the show wrapped, she says she went in there with a game plan to play a role because she wanted to make good TV. And all of this was intentional. She's like, obviously, there's part of my personality in what you see in TV. But a lot of it was me dialing it up and playing a character for TV. That's everyone's excuse, though, right? For looking like an asshole. Yeah, which is almost makes you more disgusting to me. Because it's like, no, go on and be yourself. If you have, this is all people are going to know. You know that this is all people are going to see of you. So don't blame people for not knowing your game plan. We're only judging off what we saw you do. Well, she she's saying that, you know, a lot of the girls were just like, oh, my God, I like your nail polish. I like your nail polish. And she's like, that's not good TV. And she's like, I'm worried that I'm going to be on this shitty, boring TV show that no one's going to like. So I'm going to be a cunt. (laughs) I'm going to play it up to make good TV, which there's got to be a middle ground, right? On RuPaul's Drag Race, he always gets mad when people, he says, produce themselves. He's like, be yourself. I want to see who you are. Production can edit and do whatever. Just be yourself because when you're trying to produce yourself, you come off crazy. No one likes you. Yeah, yeah. And I like that they show that in that show. Yeah. I, I, I like RuPaul's Drag Race. It's just too too much. Remember, we watched I watched one ep- or one season with you, and then right after, they were like, all right, we have another season coming up. I was like, I can't. I know, <laughs> and I'm not allowed to watch TV without oh, you, so I haven't seen that's it. That's not true. You go Z- knock yourself out. Zach um, keeps me in a cage. Um, so anyways, <laughs> there's a lot of Chicago girls, and so I noticed, I made a note that there's a lot of Chicago girls, um, some L.A. girls. And so it seems like they did... Um, casting in Chicago, Las Vegas, Dallas, because um, there's there's only the, the girls only have like three different hometowns well, out of twenty it's women. It's just funny. So out of the two, so so Big John cuts five of them, right? And one girl, I think her name's Kelly. She's like, 
yo, I didn't come all the way from Chicago for this. I, I, I can't. This is bullshit. And then it goes to Tiffany, who's also, I made a hat. I didn't come all the way from Chicago to get cut. I didn't even get to meet him. <laughs> You're like, how many girls are from Chicago? And I'm barely exaggerating the accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so the girls are in the house and um, Tiffany from Chicago, she doesn't want it. She was cut, but she doesn't want to leave. So she's banging on the door. And I don't know how much of that was real and That's, what wasn't. From what we know of reality shows now versus mm -hmm. when this originally aired, now it's so obvious that that's like that's mm -hmm. scripted, you know, and John comes to the door and and it's just like, what are you doing here? You know, and she's like, I'll do anything. I got I got a hat made. I came all the way from Chicago. And he's like, oh. she's fucking eating a like Chicago dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to see the hat that she made because she's like, I made a hat. She repeats three times. Um, I think she'd already been drinking. I, I they they play fast and loose with the alcohol and reality show because they want. Yeah, you know, the drama. Well, yeah, I think those are genuine things you're seeing when people are super drunk like that. Mm -hmm. One of the most iconic things from uh, Ultimate Fighter of the UFC reality show was this guy who got shit faced. And, you know, and he's got this is a dude like super like testosterone guy. And he just keeps going. Oh, let me bang, bro. Let me bang. He's talking about like he wants to fight, you know, uh... but he just keeps saying like and he's crying and he's like, fucking let me bang, bro. But he's like flexing. And, and then the guy who's like way more sober than him is just like, all right. We're gonna let you bang, okay? <laughs> like, they used to on because they they want people to be liquored up on the show, yeah, so they're yeah. exaggerated. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race, they actually, um, they used to let them have unlimited alcohol, and then they there was an incident with a contestant Jujube where she got <laughs> too drunk for the elimination, uh -huh. and so now they are they only get one or maybe two drinks. There's a drink limit because they were like, we can't fucking have these queens falling out of their heels <laughs> well you gotta be able to do the competitions and stuff you yeah. know because that's the other thing that they're, they're they appear to be operating on some sort of a schedule these shows you know yeah yeah oh yeah a tight production schedule yeah. i mean you usually it's like 30 days to make a six months worth of tv right. so um so tiffany's allowed back in the house she's like i'll sleep on the couch i don't you she says everything but, but i'll suck your dick and that's what <laughs> Brandy M says in her uh, ITM, she's like, she's like, yeah, I don't know. She sucked Big John's dick or how the hell she got back in the house. Yeah. And let's just say Tiffany, she might have been a pretty woman, but like she looks rough she and does. she's got that 2 a.m. bar glow where it's just red and shiny. She looks like this bartender that I, I uh, knew and who got fired for for getting drunk on the job. Yeah. And she was actually kind of pretty when i seen her sober but she when she got really drunk like it looked like she like um like she, dude it was just night and day like she couldn't speak <laughs> you know that is what tiffany looked like that then. is what she looks like um and so the girls are mingling there's a lot of boob talk and let's i'm gonna talk about this a lot as this show progresses this was a moment the early 2000s were a weird time plastic surgery was huge 
This is before makeup was as big of a deal. And so now like people don't get as much surgery. They get they learn how to do contouring. They don't they get makeup. Back in the early aughts, you if you had any flaws, you got nose job, cheek implants, lips. Like there I feel like surgery was a much bigger deal cuz we weren't even wearing foundation back then. Like you'd wear full fucking smoky eyeshadow. And no foundation, no blush, no contour. It was a weird, it was a weird time. And everyone, it was a status symbol thing. This is before the recession. And so people were driving Hummers and getting boob jobs. And like, it was just a, it was a weird time. Yeah. Um, Status was a little more blingy. And, uh, and so the girls are just all, there's only two girls in the house with real boobs and they're going, oh yeah, I have the gummy bear boobs. I have these. Um, Brandy C is like, these are the best birthday present I ever got from my parents last year. And it's just like, it's just very weird. I was going to fashion school during this time period. And there was one winter break where two of my classmates got poop chops over winter break. Jesus. It was a wild time. Yeah. So Brandy C's arguably, I mean, she has to be the biggest bimbo, right? She's just she's playing a little character. I'm and I'm cute. Yeah, she reminds me of uh, Miss Howard Stern. I forget her name, but yes, yeah, oh, same, yes. same mm-hmm. personality and kind of thing. Uh, but you think that that's a put on kind of thing? Yeah, that's not her natural voice. She's playing a character. There, this was also the era of Girls Gone Wild, where women were doing a performative sexuality to what they thought men wanted. Like, let's get drunk and flash our tits and make out with each other and pretend Guys we're hate that. little baby girls <laughs> right well i think we're moving into an era hopefully where we care less about what men want and more about what sure. we want sexually um i mean i know i have your I care very little about what you want sexually. Right. I just am. I'm just uh, uh, all about me. Yeah. I'm a Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> um, so um, it is photo shoot time. And Brett announces that he has a hobby of photography. Photography is one of my favorite hobbies, he says. I love when he, he says this about so many other mm-hmm. things, too. Like there's some sort of depth to him. I know it sounds like I'm being harsh, but he's he seems very surface level, right? He's not yeah. dumb. No. Apparently, he's a very shrewd businessman. I've heard more than one okay. person say that about him, that he's very business-minded, which is probably true because the longevity of his career is impressive. We, when in, yeah, when Poison, I mean, I, what... <laughs> They're they're not good. And then yeah, when you see him play guitar and say he's not a super talented like dude. Yeah. It's he's willed himself into this position of fame. Yeah, a hundred percent. I was talking to um I didn't tell you this. I was talking to a, a woman who manages a band that is a former member of Great Whites, <laughs> and they're gonna play at my work for free. Like they're like they'll play for a bar tab. And yeah. this is a guy who was in Great White, which yeah. was a big eighties band. Yeah. So, like, not all 80s bands have fared as well as Brett Michaels. Right. Yeah, there was. So, this was my mom and stepdad were all into this shit. So, it was Poison, Tesla, Great White, Warren, et cetera, et mm-hmm. cetera. Um, so, this is, even, even as a child, I was like, this is horrible. Like, <laughs> this is garbage. It's and, kind of fun. It's horrible if you take it seriously, but if you take it as fun. You know, Poison and Motley Crue 
were both kind of like, yeah, they, they can be kind of fun. And then it got a little bit, some of the other ones are really bad. See, I was always like Def Leppard and Guns N' Roses were like the only two bands I took from that. Cause I went, okay, these are guys, yeah, they have long hair, but they're playing genuine music. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're not putting on a show and putting on, you know, spandex and all of this. They're, yeah. And the, and the music had a little bit more grit to it, especially Guns N' Roses, obviously over Def Leppard, but, um, and Motley Crue's kind of gritty too, but, um, but yeah. And then Poison is just, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just, there is, I see what you're saying. There's a little bit of fun to it. It's, it's yeah. fun. I, and I'm going to first episode, let's come out with a bang. I'm going to share something that's very, um, embarrassing about myself is that, uh, I, uh, I got pregnant after a Poison slash Motley Crue concert. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't worry. I don't have children. (laughs) (laughs) So that's now you know what you're getting with this podcast. Um, Yeah. This ain't your mama's rock and love podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we really go there. Oh, my gosh. Also, if so, I watched this series initially on television. It's edited. It's blurred out. When you rewatch these shows on um, Amazon. Amazon where we're watching it. You get to see nipple, clam. clam. I, it's shocking. And I wonder, I kind of feel bad for the women because I'm assuming that when they made the shows, they're thinking this is only ever going to be seen on VH1, VH1 reruns. And they sign something that says, you know, VH1 owns this. They can do whatever they want. But they're not reading yeah. the fine print or thinking about this future world of streaming media where it's going to show right. up over a decade later on a streaming service and people are going to see your fucking clam. Yeah. Um, but we watched, so when we were rewatching it, I think we watched the first two seasons or something on Hulu mm-hmm. it, where everything was still blurred out, but then we switched to Amazon for whatever reason and then noticed that it wasn't. So if you want to see the beef, Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So they're doing the photo shoot and he's taking each girl's picture so they can have a laminated um, VIP badge, which will be the equivalent of a rose in a bachelor ceremony. Um, And uh, so he's taking these photos and the girls are, you know, doing their best to make an impression. Um, Brandy C says, we kind of look like brother and sister. That's kind of hot. Because yeah. they're both blonde. Yeah. And have shaved armpits. Yes. They're both blonde with shaved armpits. Yeah. Tiffany is a mess. Um, and this is the first moment where we experience a woman doing something um, that is not sexy. And Brett saying that it kind of turns me on. Yeah. It's like she kind of looked like um, she she was kind of attractive, but also kind of looked like she was on some chemicals. Uh, and I got to be honest, kind of turned me on. Yeah. <laughs> um, Heather does something real cool where she takes her stripper shirt and she pulls it in from the armpit. So her boobs are exposed, but her hands are covering her breasts, making like a rocker symbol. Yeah. Zach's looking at me trying to emulate this. <laughs> It's, um, it's very rock and roll, babe. Yes. Uh, and the girls are all trash talking. It's cutting to their ITMs yeah. and they're trash talking Heather for being a 32 year old stripper. And I definitely remember watching this when it came out and I was 20. 
22, maybe 23, and thinking, oh, that is sad. She's a 32-year-old stripper. I'm n- now, hey, guys, I'm a 35-year-old bartender. And you wish you could be a stripper. I wish I could be a stripper, <laughs> but, um, you know, from the waist up, I look 25, and from the waist down, I look 50. It's a medical anomaly in my body, and no one wants to see the lower half nude. That is, that is not true. Well... You know, I just got them hips and thighs that say, yeah, I work out a lot, but also I probably had some children. (laughs) But you didn't. But I didn't. Uh, (laughs) No, and it doesn't look like that. Oh, thanks, baby. So anyway, um, yeah, there's Magdalena, who is is very attractive, but she has kind of a a deeper voice, which is funny because she's like trying to trash talk. Was it Rodeo? Yeah, there, there's a woman named Rodeo who's super buff. Yeah. And Magdalena's like, yeah, Rodeo's looking like a dude. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, and then she kind of looks like a guy. And uh, this is also my Luca Magnata impression. <laughs> um, rodeo kind of looks like a guy, and I'm sure Brett's really into that. And uh, yeah. Uh yeah, it's it's great. Some of the girls are just clueless. They don't know how to be sexy, which would totally be me. Where Brett's like, "Give me your sexiest face. Show me what you got." And they're just like doe-eyed staring blankly. Yeah, Jessica especially, and she does this one smile where uh, they show the the glass like shatter. He's like, "Hey, Big John, I need a new lens." <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, they do a lot of editing on this show, a lot of like cheesy effects to make fun of the people, and, and it's, it's wonderful. Pretty great. I also love the opening credits are so that time period, or maybe even earlier. It almost reminds me of like. Beverly Hills 90210 or something mm-hmm. with the credits. It was a style at the time. It's very like just cut out motion graphics. They do it in Adobe After Effects and yeah. it's just it's very simple. Um, but we love it. Uh, anything else from the photo shoot that stands out? Um, no. All right. That's we, probably good. Yeah. We can move on to I wrote Mingle Time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we have Tamara, who Brett says is probably one of the most physically beautiful women that I've ever met. Um, But she isn't making any sense. She's a space cadet. Which kind of sucks because actually in her ITMs, she seemed more of the uh, Brandy M ilk, where Mm -hmm. she seemed kind of more outspoken in the ITMs and seemed to be kind of funny and have a good personality. But then, yeah, when she she was talking to him... Like she was, I mean, that was the most socially awkward. I, I think she was just like, he says, Hey, so what are you looking to find here? What What's your goal with all of this? And she goes, it's just like you, Brett, me, you know, I get it. And she keeps saying, I just like, I get it, you know? And she goes, it's like you, Brett, me, girl. Yeah. And he goes, all right, you got really cute feet. And then she goes, oh, thanks. And then she kind of snaps into like a normal human. Yeah. He says, "Um, so what are you? Are you more of a partier? Do you like to stay home? What what's your lifestyle like? What do you do? And she's like, you know, I just feel like, you know what you want. When you know how you do do it. it. And then it's done. 
<laughs> and he's like, all right. So there's a few girls kind of like that. That Jessica girl we were just talking to is is similar. There's a part where her and Brandy M and Brandy M's really making an impression on him. She's basically talking she's about. She's she's a cool chick. She's just the cool. She is, chick. but she's also kind of throwing it out there that like, yeah, I'm kind of ruled by my genitals and or she, she, she says something well, like she that. She says, I'm a Scorpio, so I'm ruled by my genitals. There you go. Oh wait, I wanted to touch on Tamara. The last thing oh, he yeah, says, yeah. It, Brett and his eyes about Tamara he's like yeah it's just you know she's so beautiful but I can't really feel the connection but then part of me is thinking eventually we could find a way to communicate you know uh, physically <laughs> yeah he goes I don't care if I gotta bang on a log or send smoke signals I'll find a way to get through yeah she's she is very pretty her hair was I thought kind of fucked up it looked like something's going on in she the had back. cool rocker hair she yeah. had that hair where it's like it's like it's sex hair she had sex hair yeah it didn't look it, i don't there know it didn't a, make there's sense there's a tawny to me. katan ca- quality about yeah. her and i loved it um so yeah um uh after that we meet sam who is this beautiful lanky blonde and she's sober so she's obviously already an, a weird duck in this family yeah. but her she's a she's a music junkie She's got all these tattoos. She's got sleeves. This is 2007. She name drops Tom Waits, you know, so right away, Brett and myself are going, okay, here's a different kind of chick. You know? Yeah, but then she has a tattoo, like an Elvis Heartbreak Hotel tattoo. <laughs> yeah. I just cringed. Yeah. Um, But they're kind of connecting on that. Um, And then that's quickly interrupted by Heather, who's like, uh, because Brett's showing off his tattoo for his daughter's birthday. And she's like, oh, that's my birthday. <laughs> Who knows if that's true? Yeah, and she's just like, yeah. So Brett has his daughter's birthday tattooed on his wrist, and Heather says it's her birthday, and she's like, "See, it's, and our- it's Cinco de Mayo, by the way." <laughs> and she's like, "I mean, that's a sign. That's a sign." It's just funny. Um, and then we see Heather pole dancing because she is a 32 year old stripper. No one will shut the fuck up about it. And she's doing her pole tricks. And Tiffany's wasted and is like, "You ain't shit. You ain't shit." And tries to get up on the pole. And she's wearing a dress with no panties. And she shows her pussy, and it's a mess. Um. Yeah. Um. Tiffany's pretty great though, right? Like, well, that it's funny. Heather and Lacey said on their Talk of Love podcast, like if the producers knew what they were doing, they would have kept Tiffany around because she's so quotable. People still remember her quotes 12 years later and she was the first episode of the first season. She's almost, uh, it was making me think of that girl, Allison from uh, Intervention. Oh, the Walking on Sunshine yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, her catchphrase though is um don't threaten me with a good time which she says i don't know probably about 10 times yeah yeah and she says things like ain't no booty like a south side booty yeah um so brandy m at this point is talking to brett and she's like i'm a scorpio so i'm ruled by my genitals (laughs) yeah and then fucking i just it makes me cringe i'm sure i've said things like that to guys like just ugh, being young and drunk and trying to seduce people is ugh, embarrassing. Yeah. Um, Raven is going off about how it's a rich man's world <laughs> and <laughs> and all of the tragedies she suffered. I feel like around other girls too. There's like three other girls sitting here who are just like, oh my god. She goes, and there's more to me than just my 
body. I mean, there's my intelligence, and it cuts to another thing. I and mean, she's pretty much just hammering that point home, like that she's, she's like, so uh, yeah. And I'm just intelligent. That's the thing you have to understand. And, and uh, smart mom, people never hammer home how smart they are. Right. The more people say that they're intelligent, the less intelligent they are. Right. So yeah, she just keeps going that. Then just my body, and and then Brett kind of cuts it, and he goes, "But uh, also, you have a great ass." Yeah, yeah, he's like trying, and it's almost like you can hear like the record screech. Like he's like, she's like, "There's more to me," blah blah blah. And he goes, "But you have a really great ass." Yeah, and you could hear her just be like, "Don't objectify me, colonizer." Yeah, right. <laughs> um, rodeo is going on and on to Brett about how she had cancer. She broke two of her feet diving and she was paralyzed and blah 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 and she's talking about her kids and brett's like i have two daughters and she's like oh yeah it's just like the dumbest conversation ever like but it's actually the most uh the conversation with the most substance though you know like okay they're at least connecting over the 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 fact that they have kids but yeah you're right though i mean if you're talking to a normal person on the street and they have also have kids you're not going to be like oh my god God. it's just the fact that it's brett michaels and you're trying to win this show so you're like oh my god you have children too having children does not inherently make you a great person right being a parent good parent Sure, right, but right. we don't know that. Oh, he, you remains know, to be seen. Yeah, we we have none so of that. That's intel. what they're, you know. And then she, um, but she is actually drawing him in. I think with she has an interesting life story. The fact that she was paralyzed and and had this, and now she's like this super buff chick, you know. And um, yeah, a lot of people don't like her because she's a little bit intense and kooky. I kind of love her. I number one, you got to respect her body. She trains and she trains hard and like she just is very yeah, well I, I find her attractive i just i think and a lot of guys uh just don't go for a women that, that muscular i'm in that camp also but what are you going to tell a woman like yeah maybe don't be so strong you yeah. know what i mean no i mean it's obviously she does it for her and i, I think it, it speaks to someone's character you know what i mean there's um plenty to like about rodeo and there's as the seasons go on or the episodes go on there's plenty to not like to i remember certain things annoying me i think namely it was just like her trying to always crying about her kids or trying to connect with brad about the kids and that's the thing with every one of these girls they'll find one thing with Mm -hmm. him and they just um really it's very junior high like if there's someone in junior high who likes the same band as you you're like oh my god we both like the get up kids oh my god (laughs) Um, Jess comes out and Brett, she's beautiful. She's a, she is, she's, yeah. I mean, there's, she's flawless. And, um, but it, you hear Brett's voice from the ITM talking over her walking out and he's like, she's just ripped. She's just toned and muscular and, and tight and says. tight. And if you look at her, she's a 22 year old with 0% body fat. She doesn't look like she works out. She, she's and just thin. she even says later on, she's like, I don't fucking work out. I chain smoke and drink like, yeah. but she's just super lean. Um, and he's like, she's so ripped um they seem to have a good talk she's got a wall up but it kind of turns kind of turns him on you know uh there's this girl got a restraining order on me but i don't know something about it kind of turned me on (laughs) (laughs) um so uh yeah rodeo says when they're talking she goes 
because uh, Brett grabs her hand at one point. This is like one of the only also conversations that he had where it's just them talking. People aren't interrupting him. Yeah. So it was nice to at least see that. And you get more of that, obviously, as the show goes up. The first episode is just chaos because they're all trying to like make an impression. But she says uh, when he grabbed her hand, she goes, when Brett grabbed my hand, I could feel his soul touching me through my hand. Yeah, and it cuts to like these rainbow and like and seagull like grass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, are we ready to get into Tiffany? Might as well. Yeah. So they're inside, and um, Tiffany calls Dallas, who is a black girl, the N word, with an A. With an A. <laughs> with an A. She says N word. What? Yes. And uh, Brandy M says, "Hey, hey." I wish I could do Brandy M's voice. It's very Chicago, but she said she's from Rochester yeah, originally. Or but Buffalo or something. Or is yeah. that a different girl? Anyway, yeah, but yeah, no, she goes, that's a, not a nice thing. And then she goes, sure it is. And then says the yeah, N word again. She says, that's not a nice word. And Tiffany oh, yeah. says, yeah, it is. And says it fucking again. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, is that a racial slur if you think that it's a nice thing to say? <laughs> Can you just imagine? Can you imagine? I've, I I cannot imagine. There's no amount of intoxicated that I could be where I would be throwing around racial slurs. And then when someone tells me it's not a nice word, go, yeah, it is. <laughs> well, you know, there was that other girl in the second or third season who said some racist shit, too. But hers was oh, she hers, wasn't whoa. drunk. She was just sober and was like, the only reason you're on here is because you're pl-. something like horrible. Yeah. And then she's like, no, I didn't mean it like that. I'm like, how and then hard like, is it for these bimbos? to? They can't like just shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then yeah. she's like, I have a black grandfather. I'm not racist. And yeah. It's yeah. like, I'm sorry, but I need you to go dig a hole and bury yourself in it. because right. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. And you know, Brett was bothered by it, too. She had she was hot. <laughs> um, she wasn't hot. She was overweight. That girl? The porn star. Yeah, she had some really big hoots. That third season. You're an idiot. She was not hot. I don't remember how hot she was. She had like Huge triple hoots. G's yeah. like. And I think they look like natural too. I could be. No, they, when you're super fat, you can't tell that they're implants as much because there's more natural blood. She was not super fat. She was like. Or even close to that. She was fatter than me and I'm huge. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When you have. Baby, no, she's not. Nobody is fatter than you. Okay. There are a lot of people (laughs) who are fatter than me. Like. I mean, I weigh 138 pounds, and I've seen people who weigh like 139, you know? Right. Um. So, but yeah, if you have more natural breast tissue on top of the implant, the implant's less obvious. Yeah. You're just a sucker for rangahangas. I got to be honest. It kind of turned me on. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, Tiffany, you know, I have a few of her quotes written down here. You know, she says... I had a hat made. I came you know, all the way from Chicago. Uh, yeah, ain't no booty like a Southside booty. Uh, then when she says, you ain't shit, and uh, flashes her clam. Uh, N-word, that was another quote. <laughs> that was <a> <laughs> uh, And then don't threaten me with a good time. I forget the first, and she gives a little wink too. I think that's when Brett asks her to kindly like give him a 
few minutes with two other girls, Jess yeah, and she, somebody else. And he's like, can you come back and we'll talk then? She's like, don't threaten me with a good time. She also, after this N-word incident, when they're telling her she needs to shut up or be quiet, she's like, you know what I'm not going to do? You know what I'm not going to do? I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do. And she's just screaming that. Yeah. And it's hilarious. She's wonderful. Um, God bless that racist she drunk says, mess. Later, haterade. Yeah. Okay, because she goes, they drink haterade. I don't drink that shit. Later, haterade. Um, and then she was like crying at one point, and they show captions on this because nobody knows what the fuck exactly she said or that what she was trying to say. So it says, I got eliminated for a fucking saltine. <laughs> i don't know yeah we don't know um and then um somebody i think it was faith um in the early episodes i think i get faith and bonnie a little bit bonnie wasn't on this season yes she was she was on the she's eliminated in the first episode yeah that's why i don't know her yeah um so I think this is Faith, but she go- asks her, like, what are you doing here? Because Tiffany is just like keeps going to different groups. I actually sort of felt bad for her in this sense because I think, you know. Because everyone's kind of grilling her. Instead of just going, she's drunk, leave her alone. But she in- has to go somewhere, right? Yeah. Because like, she doesn't know this place. And so she's going from one uh, group of girls to like mingle or do whatever. And they're just kind of like, fuck you. And then she goes to another one and they're also kind of like, fuck you. So, um, she, uh, faith is like, what are you doing here? Like, what are you trying to get out of this? She's like, I'm here for my daughter. Oh uh, yeah. And they're like, what? Yeah. Explain that please. Uh, and then, um, ain't no thing, but a chicken wing. I, she's got it all yeah she's got it all you know who we left out uh aaron who was miss hooters illinois yeah 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 she's good oh yeah she's another chicago girl i yeah. you know they got them all that's all illinois is right springfield and chicago and that's i've it. been to dekalb i've never heard of that yeah neither had i dude okay so i went to massage therapy school around this time and uh, one of my classmates said, oh, I live in Chicago. Like she came out here from Chicago to go to this school. And she said, hey, you want to drive back with me? And I'm thinking, yeah, my dad, um, this makes me sound super bougie, but my dad owns a little plane. And I was like, yeah, my dad can come from Detroit to Chicago to pick me up and then I can see my dad. So we're driving and I'm thinking we're going to take a couple days to get from Phoenix to Chicago. Right. Well, we drive for like eight hours, get a hotel. 45 minutes later, she wakes me up and is like, let's go. And then we're in the car and she's doing lines of cocaine off a CD case. I'm like, I just turned 18. I've never seen blow before. And this bitch is doing blow and driving because she's like, we're going to get there all in one stretch. Nice. That was just a rest. And um, about an hour outside of Chicago, she says, oh, just so you know, I don't really live in Chicago. I live in DeKalb. Now, these are very different places because I'm thinking I'm going to see Chicago. How exciting. Uh, I woke up the next morning to a rooster crowing, and then we went to a neighbor's house to shoot at pop cans. So that's the Kelb. Uh, way better than Chicago yeah, is what you're telling me. That's way awesome. Better. Anyways, um, where were we at? <laughs> Before that detour to, to people Kelb. love that. It makes it personal. Uh, it does. It does. Um, so uh. We're talking about Tiffany, I guess. Uh, ain't no thing but a chicken wing. So she's saying, you know what I realize about all the things she says, too? They are these, like, kind of like, 
they're ghetto saying. terms, but like it's like all like like uh, oh, you think you're all that in a bag of Doritos? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just so like cheesy shit like that. But she gets a lot of them kind of wrong too. Um, she oh puts yeah, her own spin on them. Yeah. So you brought up Aaron from Hooters of Illinois. That's how that happened. Um, so yeah, they're all just kind of pawing at him and pull him in, pulling him in every different direction. He's not really getting a lot of time with any of them. So then it comes down to uh, elimination, right? Is that we're pretty much where yeah, we're at? Yeah, I think we're at elimination. So um, I, I, I mean. That's mostly where I get a glimpse of who he is and where my issues with Brett come into. Because I'm like, I would have got rid of this bitch, this bitch, this bitch. But I'm sure he's under like... Producers. Yeah. And I'm like, I definitely would have kept that girl. First of all, like from the first five girls that uh, Big John got rid of... There was one who was really cute. cute. Pam was super cute. Um, I would have tossed Jessica you know personally oh, yeah, 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 yeah uh or or a few others but um yeah so he tells i mean yeah i don't know brett puts a lot of um trust in big john you know because he's got to know his type and i don't think he does <laughs> well i mean i think it's a collective decision between right. everyone involved yeah and spoiler alert i don't think he's really looking for love no, but I'm thinking, though, if Big John is the type of guy that because you've heard about how bands when they tour and they'll have like maybe a security oh, guy go like, go OK, scout, you know yeah. what kind of girls I like. All right. You just pick them out. So if you got a guy like Big John, he's getting me girls like fucking rodeo. Yeah. And, and uh, well, not Tiffany, because that, you know, he did actually eliminate her. But, yeah. Uh, so he's right on that one. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, getting you girls like rodeo. Uh, nothing wrong with her. I'm just saying, you yeah. know, that that wouldn't be specifically my type and getting rid of really cute girls like Pam, I thought. Uh, but um, so, yeah, they get down to elimination and he gets rid of Krista, who honestly, I don't even remember. Laura, I think, is this little brunette who's kind of cute, but also I think is Didn't one. Stand. And that's what he says. He goes, listen. I had one night. I didn't get to know everyone, and so just some girls stood out more than others. In, in that instance, wouldn't you just do it based on looks then? Well, I would. <laughs> not if you're making a show for yeah, entertainment purposes yeah. and unique characters. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it gets rid of Krista, Laura, and then um, Bonnie. Oh, yeah. And Bonnie, uh, let me look. Yeah, she's pretty. She's pretty. She's older, but she's older. very attractive. Uh, possibly maybe age appropriate for yeah, him. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> probably still a few years younger. Uh, yeah, she's probably. Yeah. When I say age appropriate, I mean, she's still probably a decade younger than Brett Michaels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then he gets rid of Jessica. Yeah, Raven, Jessica. Laura, Krista, and Bonnie. Okay, that's who he gets rid of. Okay. Yeah, so he hangs on to Tiffany for at least this episode. Well, yeah, we got to see. I think he says something like, let's let her sleep it off and see what she's like in the morning. He even kind of says, like, also, you know, yeah, she's entertaining. 
Yeah. So I appreciate that. If there is some producer intervention, they're kind of like transparent about it. They're like, yeah, we're keeping her on because she's a fucking mess. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Again, Sydney had seen seen this show when it when it originally aired. I saw it for the first time just a couple months ago, and then she's like, "Yeah, let's do a podcast about this." I'm like, "And rewatch the whole fucking thing? Are you crazy?" Yes, let's do. It. <laughs> um, it's keeping this relationship afloat at this point. Yeah, it's all we have. Yeah. Um. So. Well, do you want to do it again next week? Don't threaten me with a good time. All right, see ya.